out your Bibles, if you'd like to, I'd like you to turn to Isaiah 58 and 6, then Isaiah 10 and 27. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're here today? The wonderful working power of God. Amen. Amen. I used to love Ken's song. I still would love it, but I wouldn't like it too much. There's a miracle coming down the road. I don't believe that no more. The miracle is in your house. The miracle is in your mouth. The presence of God is there. Well, I got to go find the presence of God. You don't have to go find the presence of God. And I hope you'll find that out before this service is over. You do not need to go try to find the presence of God. David said in Psalms, wherever I go, he's there. Wherever you are, he's there. Wherever you are, the miracle is right there in your house. Right wherever you are driving down the road, the presence of God. That's the trick of the powers of the darkness of hell. I got to go find a place I can get anointed. You can get anointed right where you are because the anointing lives inside of you. We must learn to release what we want from God. He's ready. Well, I'm waiting on him to get ready. No, he's ready. I want you to just start saying we're in a revival. God never intended for revival to end after Acts 2, the rushing mighty wind. He intended it to be a rushing mighty wind on the church, and it says until the end of the earth, until he comes back. He wants a revival in our lives. And Brother Sam mentioned something the other day. We was having a discussion. Some of the countries in this world have got the worst thing going on, but they're having a revival. The reason we don't have a revival because we got our eyes on what's wrong and not what is right. Put your eyes where they need to be on Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Isaiah 58 and 6. Is it not this fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of the wickedness, to undo the heavy burden, and let the oppressed go free? that you break one or two yokes. What? God wants every yoke that's got you bound, fear, worry, and anxiety. That's a, you're living in bondage. Can I be bold this morning? You're living in bondage when you are having fear and worry and doubt. Jesus said, how be it you, I take care of the sparrow that's here today and gone tomorrow, and you can't believe that I'm going to take care of you, which you are part of me. How many believe you're a part of God? You're not a separated from God. You and him are friends, good friends. All right. Going to break how many yokes? You shall, Isaiah 10, 27. I'm just too excited this morning. It shall come to pass. In that day, this day, that means this day, this day, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's no respected person. He's not going to change, not even much of a shadow. He says here, it shall come to pass in that day. What day? Today. That every burden shall be taken away from off of thy shoulder. Every burden. And the yoke from off of your neck. That's burdens and trials and things like that. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, the yoke will be destroyed for what reason? 
because of the anointing. And I'm going to say, without faith, you're not going to get anything. Sister Linda was quoted in a Sunday school class this morning. Faith is a grain of mustard seed has to grow. Our life of Christ must grow. We're going to break every yoke. We had written down our title, Resurrection Glory, here and now. What Brother Rusty say? Resurrection. Resurrection. We're going to get to that again in a minute. When Jesus was speaking, he was not talking about getting out of the grave. I'm sorry. I want you to stay with me this morning. He's talking about something totally different. Resurrection. Glory. Every miracle Jesus performed, he was showing the glory of God. And the reason he did that, to give us faith. Every miracle Moses performed was showing the glory of God. They said, show us the Father that is satisfied. Jesus said, how long have I been with you and you don't know who the Father is? He said, when you've seen me, I am the living example of the Father and the works I do is the glory of my Father. Come on now. So there's wonderful things not about to happen. I'm looking for God to do something. You have it right now if you'll confess it. Would you confess that you have it right now? And start confessing what you want to see happen in the kingdom of God. It's going to break how many yokes? Every yoke going to be broken. Every yoke's going to be broken. Already been broken. The Holy Spirit is always present to heal. He's always the present to heal. That's a good example this morning. He's present to heal. Hebrews 13 and 8 tells us he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. Never changes. The world changes, but he don't change. He stays the same. And then we find out a rushing mighty wind. And Jesus said he wants that to happen until he comes back. We're not going to have a revival. We're going to live what? In a revival. Prayer is one of the keys of a glorious, dynamic walk with God. Susan Wesley lived in the late 1600 and the early 1700. She had 19 children. Huh? 19 children. That's unreal, isn't it? Unrealistic. Can you imagine what wash day was? Hmm? When I was a kid, you had to draw water, pour it in a wash pot, had two wash pots, had to carry wood, heat that water, and then pull it out and carry it under the wash shed and put it in the number three wash tubs and and my, it was an ordeal. It was an ordeal. Can you imagine washing clothes for 19 kids and cooking for 19 kids and schooling them? Back then, there wasn't no school, but she schooled them. But she had a routine. Once every day of her life, she went into the room, closed the door. No one dared to open that door and look in there. She spent at least an hour reading her word, 
and praying to God. And I'm going to encourage you to start praying, if you're not praying, at least one hour a day. If a woman can raise 19 kids, I cannot imagine cooking for 19 kids. I never could, but I know some young men like Marquise. I don't know where he can or not, could eat three hamburgers. Can he eat three hamburgers? She says he can eat three hamburgers. Peggy and I could buy one, cut it in half, and eat it with full. That's the truth. We go out to a place and buy a hamburger, we carry it home, cut it in half, and we eat it with full. Can you imagine that? But she had time to close the door. No one had interrupted her. And she prayed for at least an hour, reading the Word of God. How many of you ever heard John Wesley? They asked him, what is the success of your ministry? And he said, prayer. How many wants a better life, a more glorious life? You must, well, I, I'm just too busy. Well, how many know you got to make time? Make time to pray and find things. Resurrection glory is here and now. It's here now. It's not bound to come. It's already here. Prayer invades the impossible when you pray. You already heard that this morning about prayer. Hebrew 11 one said, now faith is. Faith is now. For the miracle that we get, we have faith. We can get it right now, the things that God has for us life. Listen to what Jesus was talking to Mary, I mean Martha, and John 11 about the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection of life. He that believeth on me, though he die, he shall live again. Him and Martha were talking about the resurrection. And Martha says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection. She was talking about the future. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. How many of you got that different? How many see that? He, she said, I know, Brother Melvin, he'll rise in the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. He's talking about what he was right then and there. How many know that you don't have a problem that he can't resurrect you out of it right now? That's what he's talking about right now, right now. She said, he's already stinking. He said, didn't, verse 40 says, didn't I tell you if you would only believe and have faith, you will see the glory of God. She says, but he stinketh. He said, where have you laid him? Flesh had fallen off the bone, but he said, Lazarus, come forth. He is the resurrection of your life. How many that God has showed up in your life when you needed him the worst time in your life? He didn't have to come. He was already there. Listen, he's telling every one of us today, I am the resurrection. Whatever you got, I can resurrect it up with you right now. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to get it. I am that resurrection. He is the resurrection. Glory to God. I tell you, I believe God is doing some miraculous things. I believe it. I believe it. This guy was a, a, a bishop. I have a hard time pronouncing his name. Bessanel. He was a Muslim for 50 years. But God radically, physically changed him and spiritual changed his life. And he said this. Y'all ready for this? Worry 
is the anti-ism in disguise. Worry. Worry. Not only to destroy your health, it'll destroy your spiritual relationship with God. Worry. Anxiety. I am what? The resurrection. Glory. Right now. Not tomorrow. Right now. Let me read again here. Isaiah 58 and 5. Before I do, I want to share to you about a man named Harold Hughes. He come out of World War II. He spent in North Africa in Sicily. Peggy's uncle was there. J.S. McCaslin. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, terrible. War is terrible. Eleanor Roosevelt said, I hate war. We ought to hate war. But we're in a warring situation with our spiritual life with God. He come home, turned to alcohol. Most of our wounded warriors today is not a loss of a limb, a leg or arm or anything like that is bothering him so bad. It's the mental. They can't get over killing. Harold Hughes couldn't get over the amount of people that he killed in North Africa and Sicily during the war. So he turned to alcohol. Don't criticize people on alcohol and drugs and things like that. They're looking for a way to escape. The greatest escape is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Resurrection when? Now. That's what he's talking about now. He's, he, he wasn't just talking about in the future. He's going to be that in the future, but right now he's the resurrection. He turned to alcohol trying to get over the things that he had done because he'd been taught it was wrong to kill, but he couldn't get over it. You say, well, I got this thing I can't get over, but I tell you one, it can, Brother Rusty, y'all testified it, you can get over it in Christ Jesus. He can resurrect you right now. He went home one night. He noticed the house was dark. He knew he'd failed his wife again. He's both been home for a nice supper, but he failed again. Went in the house, and the house was dark. There was a note left. I've gone to my mother and took the two children, two little girls. He went to the closet and got a gun and pulled it out and loaded it, laid down in the floor, wept and cried uncontrollably. The devil was speaking to this ear, you're doing the right thing. You're not a good father. She'll marry again. Someone's going to take care of her. You can look at it like that and take care of the children. But he said in this other year, Jesus was speaking. Come on, church. I don't care. When the devil's speaking, Jesus is speaking. War during the night, wrestling with this. Having the gun ready to take his life. And he happened to have a scripture came to his mind that he'd learned as a child. Joel, I will restore everything in your life that you've lost. Hallelujah. I may believe that God can restore, will restore, not can, but will restore everything that you've lost in your life. He will. I am the resurrection right now. I am the revival for your life right now. And this went on during the night. 
And when he asked the Lord, said, can you really do that? Can you really restore my life? And immediately as he said, the peace of God came on him so strong, he got up, unloaded the gun, put it back in the place it belonged, and went to bed and slept a good night's sleep and woke up the next morning, called his wife and talked to her. She said, well, you go on to work, and the children and I will come home after you left. He come home at night. She had a wonderful supper. After supper, he got his Bible and began to read it. Little girls crawled up in his lap, said, Daddy, we love you, kissed him, and went to bed. God began to add back to his life everything that he'd ever lost. He Later on in life, he was elected the governor of Iowa. I want you to know that you got a God that's speaking in your life when the devil's speaking in your life about your past, that you can't get past that, you can't get over that. He's a liar and he's a father of life. But listen to what God is saying in your earth here. I am the resurrection. I am life. I'm now. I am the resurrection power that's speaking in your life. God can do anything that we can believe him for. Anything, he can do it. I am the resurrection. Right now. Right now. Isaiah 58 and 5 said, Is it not this, the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of the wicked, undo the, oh, the heavy burdens? If you've got a heavy burden, you don't need to go home with it today. Oh, hallelujah, when people come to church, we need to get to the place that a sinner can't come into this church and sit down and leave the same way they came in. They need to leave difference because the glory of God and the power of the resurrection, hallelujah, will set you free. Whom the Lord has set free is what? You're free. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah is going to break just a few things off of your life. Going to break what? Everything what? Every yoke, every burden, every, everything off of your life. If God can change a guy that was a Muslim, you ought to read about what Muslims believe. I tell you, it'll shock you. If he can change them just like that, radically with his flesh and his spirit and change him and make him a rabbi in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. Isaiah 10, 27 said, It shall come to pass... And that day, that means today, that this burden shall be taken away from you or off your shoulders, his yoke off of your neck. You know, the Bible said we need to be yoked with Christ. How many have ever seen the yoke of oxen works? I didn't see it in this country. I seen it when I was in the service overseas. I seen them work together. Same way with horses. They're, they're yoked together. Amen? Where one goes, what? How I many you know we need to put on the yoke of Christ? Where he goes, I'm going to go. What he's going to do, I'm going to do. What he says, I'm going to say. Hallelujah. The Bible says the nail in the sure place. Let me read the rest of this here. It says, shall be taken away from off of thy shoulder and off of thy neck. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Going to be anointed. Continued revival when? 
till Jesus come. He never intended for it to be a revival here and there. Brother Ken mentioned, I think in our Sunday school lesson this morning, what mighty revivals they have in some of the foreign countries and how America's not having any. The same God is having revival over is right here, right now. He's not going to come. He's already here. The same God is performing signs and miracles and wonders over there is right here. You say, why is it not happening then? Because of unbelief. I, I, I'm sorry, church, it's because of unbelief. They asked Jesus, said, how come you go over in these other countries, adjacent cities, and do all these signs, miracles, and wonders, and you don't do them here in your hometown? He specifically said, because of unbelief. How, how many feel the presence of the Lord this morning? You feel the presence of the Lord. In other words, he's here to do what he said he would do because of these things. We'll read you something here. Then they're going to get ready to come. I want to encourage you to come. Well, I've been coming so many times and I ain't never got nothing. Keep coming. Keep coming. If you take medicine, how often do you take it? Come on, be honest about it. How, if you're taking medicine, how often do you take it? Every day. Is that right? You take it every day. Why don't you keep coming to God until your faith gets to the level. He's here to do it until our faith gets to the level to get it. Amen. Brother Melvin said he'd been talking to his body, been talking to his back. And Brother Ken looked at him this morning and said he was standing up better this way. Listen, when we learn to do what God says to do and do what God wants to be done, he's the presence to do it. First thing you start seeing a little bit here and a little bit there. And first thing you know, you're going to be well again. Hallelujah. L listen what Jesus says here. Th this is found in Mark 16. And uh, this is what he said after the resurrection. He tells them, Go you into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth on me and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Amen. And then after the Lord said those things, he was received up into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. Now, here's the scripture I want us to notice real closely. They went forth. It says preaching, but I'm going to change that. Speaking. They went forth speaking. They started doing what Jesus said do. They started right then doing what Jesus said do. And here's what happened when they started doing what Jesus said do. And the Lord was working with them. He's up in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, but the Lord is working with him. How many know wherever you go, he goes with you? Amen? Everywhere you go, he's with you. Why is he with you? When you speak the word of God in faith, he's there to make sure. It says, with signs, miracles, and wonders, because they were doing what he said do. He was with them. We are never alone. Jesus said, I will never leave you, and never will I forsake you. 
It's resurrection when? Now. Until Jesus comes. The Bible said Jesus gives seed to the sower. When God gives you something, by all means, go tell it. People say, well, you're not supposed to tell it. That ain't what Jesus told. He said, what I tell you to do, you get up on the housetop and shout it. You shout what Jesus has told you to do. That's what he said to do. If you keep it, it's like in the Bible said you're keeping the seed in the barn as long as the seed's in the barn. In other words, inside of you, if God gives you something saying as long as it's inside of you, you will never rip, rip. Glory to God, you'll never get a harvest because the seed's still in here. And some people won't sow because the weather's not right or the condition's not right. They just don't think it's right. Too many birds out there. Hallelujah. I have never in my life seen so many crows around our house in all my life. Peggy and I went somewhere yesterday. She said, you know, I hadn't seen no crows the last day or two. When I drove around, I said, girl, you have to repent. Look out there. I said, well, this everywhere out there. I've seen them hanging around up here at the church. Everywhere you go, you start speaking the word of God, the devil's going to rise up. He's going after that seed because he knows what the seed is doing. Sometimes he's got more faith in the seed than what we got in faith in the seed because he's going to get the seed. He wants the seed. If he can get the seed, it's not going to be no harvest. But God has given us a seed to sow. He's going to give it to the sower. If they'll go sow it, they're going to get a harvest. Hallelujah. Praise God. I mentioned this Wednesday night, but I'd like to mention it again. Anytime there's a, a potential of harvest or a harvest, the devil shows up in mighty force. And he shows up. Gideon was threshing at the wine press the harvest because the enemy didn't show up until, Brother Melvin, until the harvest. Most of the time, the devil's not going to give you no problem at all until the start of a harvest. And once the harvest starts, that's when he shows up. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Billy, that's not too exciting, but I want you to share something else here. I feel like running with Brother Peel this morning. Hallelujah. Probably wouldn't run very far. But anyhow. Oh, the enemy showed up. But the angel of the Lord, Brother Clayton, showed up too. Listen, when the harvesters begin to take, the devil is going to show up. But the angel is going to show up too. And the angel is greater than the powers of the darkness of hell. What's in you is greater than what anything can come against you. Paul said, I labor more abundant of them all. Not I, but Christ liveth in me. He said, the strength of Christ comes into me and strengthens my weaknesses. He's going to show up, but the angel's going to show up and tell you what to do. And you're going to get the victory. You ought to shout victory. That's not very loud. Victory. Victory. Naomi gave Ruth instructions what to do at the harvest. Said the night is the night of the harvest. Boaz will not leave the field tonight because of the harvest. And the enemy is going to come tonight at the harvest. And you lay there at his feet, but Boaz is going to stay all night 
The old song, stay all night a little longer, darling. I don't know why all that goes. That's just a, I don't believe in country western singing. That has no place in the kingdom of God. Brother Hooker told me one time, you would stop preaching and go on to meddling. You can't listen to the blues and have the blessings of God. You can't do it. It affects your spirit in a way. If you want your spirit affected, you listen to the things of God. Hallelujah. Kyle Lyle's not here this morning, is he? There he is. Why don't you just run on up here? Come on up here right quick. While he's coming, we'll finish here. Boaz, Brother Don stayed at the harvest that night. He knew the enemy was coming. Listen, Boaz, the type of Jesus Christ. When the harvest is starting and begin to be profitable, Jesus Christ is not going to leave the place of the harvest because he's brought it in. He's not going to allow the devil to steal the harvest. Steal the harvest. Tell us what you told us Wednesday night. Way up here. All right. Well, when I was trying to rest, uh, I'd wake up, but I couldn't move. I was awake, but I couldn't move anything. It was just like something holding me down. And I would uh, just kind of like freak out. And it was almost every night. I don't know. I done got to the point. I knew it was just the devil. I just didn't know what to do about it. So I went over there and was telling Brother Melvin, because I trust him a lot. And he said, uh, you need to play the word of God in your house. And he said, I got some CDs over here. And I said, well, can I borrow one, please? I still got it, by the way. But uh, I put it on Psalms 91. The whole CD was 76 minutes. And I learned that when the CD goes off, the devil will be back with a vengeance. So I learned how to put it on repeat. And uh, all night, it's just peaceful in there. There had been one incident. I had the volume down a little bit low, and I started hearing some stuff. I went over and turned it up, and that was the end of that. Power of God is real. Thank you. You don't have to turn it up so loud for the natural ear to hear. It's not what matters what your natural ear hears; it's what your spiritual ears are hearing. God is a spirit, and that thing is speaking spirit into your spiritual ear. And while you are sleeping, God is going to do the work. Hallelujah. How many has ever went to bed at night feeling wonderful and wake up feeling like a dog? I'm the only one. The devil is accusing your mind at night, but as that music is going on, he's, whoo, hallelujah, he's fighting against the forces of the kingdom of God, which destroys him because he can't get into there because of the presence of God. And you can fill your house with the atmosphere of the presence of God where the devil can't get in there. You wake up in the morning just like you went to bed, vibrant and alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got one back there in my office. Unless it, I got it turned off wrong, and I don't know, but it's playing all the time. Playing while we're in here. Playing the gospel. Charging that room back there. Listen, church, we need to be charged with the power of the Holy Ghost. We need to stay charged with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's not us doing the work. You have no power. It's he gives you the power. It comes through you. It doesn't create by you. Resurrection. Revival. They're going to hear about it here. Amen. 
there's a place in France where they're having miraculous healing. Doctors are going there to try to disprove it. They doctor and check them. They're ready to die, but they pray over them. They get up and walk out because resurrection, resurrection right now. Glory to God. As they come, and I want to invite you to come. Hallelujah. Be like the widow with the unjust judge. Keep coming. Keep coming until you get it. Amen. Keep coming until the well is overflowing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Used to, we come in from the field. We had to draw water for our horses. The well was right there and the trough right here. and We'd rock them. Our daddy would really thrash us about that. We didn't want them drinking that water because they drank it faster than you could draw it. But I want you to know God had got a, not just a well, he got an artesian well. He got a river of living water flowing through us constantly and consistently all the time. This place will be the place where people can come, be baptized daily, get the Holy Ghost daily, and get healed daily, just like they did in Jesus' time. God bless you to be in here today. God bless you.